0: God, we wait upon you, desiring not just to feel your presence, but to identify with your desire in it. We want to identify with your desire in the manifestation of your presence. We want our ear to be open to your voice in this atmosphere. We want our spirit to be in tune with what you would say and do, God. I'm thankful that I feel your presence. I love to be in your presence. I love to feel the warmth of your embrace that we've sang about today lord nothing's greater than the hearing of your voice nothing soothes or strengthens or encourages or calms or gives direction like the clarity of your voice i pray in this simple atmosphere god that our ears would be open that our hearts in this tender place oh god would be receptive of that which you would say In the name of Jesus, give us ears to hear and a heart to obey. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'll ask Brother Ruben if he would come and open the word with us today. And so if you would receive of the word, I believe the Lord's going to continue to talk to us. I may or may not follow. We'll just see what the Lord wants to do. Amen? Praise God. God bless you, Brother Ruben.
1: Amen, amen. We're just going to jump right into it. The Book of Second Corinthians, chapter four, and uh, verse eight. And it reads, uh, "We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed; perplexed, but not in despair; persecuted." but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I I don't know for you what that does to you, but for me, this has been the scripture that's been, uh, the Lord's been dealing with me about some things and this scripture has been coming into my spirit on a regular basis. And, you know, we can be quick to, um, if I can say fold under the weight of, pressure sometimes of life of trials of situations and uh this verse came into my mind when i was praying this morning you know we're always pressed on every side right this is life and situations come and issues come and man they they break you sometimes i i, I don't know about you but man i'm i'm human and sometimes i just i don't, I don't know what to do you know and uh, many many of you know uh my son Sam had had surgery, you know, uh, and so shortly shortly after after the surgery, a um, couple of weeks after, uh, I found out my mom had a uh, type of breast cancer, um, and right after that, uh, my dad was dealing with some some kidney issues. yes, diabetes and, uh, he was having some kidney failure. So he ended up in the hospital. And so, man, if that scripture spoke to me, because man on every side, even after the surgery, I'm like, man, we've, we cleared an obstacle and another one comes. And we haven't even gone through the second one. When the third one came and we're just, we're going at it and one thing after another and I believe the Lord is preparing my family preparing us for the things that are ahead and if I didn't have him if I didn't have his word I know under the weight of the pressure of the circumstances and situations I know I couldn't make it and so in those little small I say small trials but you probably look at them like they're they're big because I know where my hope and my faith lies in. Yes. And those are small trials to me. And, you know, I, I was talking to my wife and I was like, man, can't we ever just catch a break? You <laughs> know, I'm like, man, we just got done through this one issue. And it's like the Lord, you know, he lets things sometimes happen for the trying of our faith. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, to be truthful with you, I. And I even told the elder, like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm not even praying for healing. I'm not even praying for, Lord, save them. I'm just, Lord, what's your will through this? Because he has an expected end for all of us. And when Paul said, I've run the good race, I fought the good fight, I want them to say that about me. He didn't bicker, he didn't toil, he didn't neglect the deeds of God, but he fought the good fight. I don't want to, I don't want people to say, I barely made it. I want to fight the good fight. I want to achieve the goal, regardless of my circumstance. See, my relationship with God is not determined by my circumstances, right? Because that's easy to do, right? To blame God, to eject, to leave, because life is not going the way you expected it. He never promised life was going to be good. He never promised life was going to be perfect. But in Him, you have hope, and you have faith in Him through the circumstances, through the trials, and regardless of what you're going through, there is hope. Yes. Right? And I, I don't feel the weight of the circumstances that I'm in. I, I go to sleep and I wake up with such a peace. Um, my family doesn't understand that. You know, they're, they don't understand the peace that he can bring. But they just look at me and it's like, are you not, are you not understanding what's going on? Well, I, I know what's going on. But I know where my hope comes from. Yes. and I try to explain, I know where my hope comes from. My salvation comes from him. Yeah. And I don't I don't determine my relationship with God according to my circumstances. Right. And you know I, I talk with Sam about that all the time. I, you know, this is just something that we're going through, is something that we're dealing with, but the Lord's going to see us through. Right. Time and time again, He has been He has been faithful. He sought us through. And it's hard to see that when you're in the midst of the trials and the circumstances and the situations and life can just cloud your mind, man. It it just, that's all you see is just your issues, your circumstances. And there's a great need in the body when we realize that we're not the only ones going through it alone. We're not the only ones that are dealing with circumstances, with issues. But Paul said, I fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. I ran the good race, right? Endure to the end. I don't want to just bear to be crossing the finish line. I want to run the good race, the good fight. I want to endure to the end. You know, uh, that's funny that he says that because he was, he, he went through a lot, being in prison and, you know, being persecuted. I mean, he went through a lot. And for him to say that, I fought the good fight, regardless of the battles. Man, every battle that I've gone through, I, I could tell you right now, it hasn't been a good battle, I barely scraped on by, but he said, I thought they could fight, right? And he said, we're perplexed on every side. You know, pressures of the life and pressures of this world, they they will come. And they will try your faith. And we need to be rooted in the word. Our faith must be in the word. We must seek the spirit of truth that he will lead us and he will guide us. The Bible says that there's an expected end for all of us. And he said, at the end of the race, there's a crown. There's a crown for us. You can't threaten me with heaven. I want to be there. This situation is, I want to be there. Whatever the cost is, this life is temporary. This life is not eternal. This life is not where we're meant to be. We're just passing through, the Bible says. You know, this this morning I was... I was making the kids some boiled eggs um, and I put some water on the stove and I forgot that it was boiling and I forgot to put the eggs in, you know, and I walked back in there and man, the water's like, I had filled it up about four or five inches of water. I come back and there's about a half an inch of water and it didn't take long, you know, two, three minutes and the water evaporated. So it is with your life. The Bible says your life is but a vapor. It's here one day and the next day it's gone. And if we are focused on this life and the things of this life and the issues of life and just this temporal thing, it will pass away. I guarantee you that. And these trials that we're going through, they will pass away. Paul said, I've run the good race. I fought the good fight. I'm perplexed on every side, but I am not broken. Right? Situations will come. Issues will come. The things of this world will come and they will attack you. But there is hope in him. Our hope is in him. Our salvation is in him and I want the crown. I want to fight the good fight. I want to run the good race. Father, I cry out to you, the maker of heaven and earth. My hope is in you and not the things of this life. You're calling us father into a deep place. In you, Father, I pray that I will stand firm on your faith, that your word will lead and guide me. I pray, Father, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my situation, Father, you are faithful. You are faithful in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. You go through enough trials and you realize he's faithful because again and again, he'll see you through again and again. It never fails. Right. It's hard to see it when you're in the midst of the storm. And it's hard to know that he's even there when you're going through it. Right. But the Bible says there's an expected end for all of us, man. And I want to I want to encourage you by running the good race. Don't let yourself be discouraged. Don't let yourself. Be broken under the weight of just pressures of life, and I, it's easy, right? But our hope, like I said, comes from Him. Our faith comes from Him. My strength comes from Him. Amen. And we can find it in the Word through worship. And uh, we must fight the good fight. You know, I don't want to just barely skim on through. I want to fight. I want to put up a fight, right? I don't want the enemy to come and defeat me, break me down, because he will. He that's his plan. He wants to break us down. He wants to have us defeated. Amen. But victory is found through Christ, in Christ. Amen. Amen. And I, I know that that's something short, but that's something he's been dealing with me. The passion, you know, that regardless of his trials, right? Because some of us deal with more issues than others, it seems like, you know, and it's the trying of our faith. Different issues, different circumstances, and he will, he will see us through man. But we have to be faithful, yes, man, amen. Amen. to realize that no matter what comes through, he never fails. He never changes. He never changes. Amen. And I know that's something small, but I, I felt the need to share that with you all. You know, I'm not up here poor as me, but I'm here to tell you that there is faith in him. There's encouragement in him, you know, regardless of what we're going through, there's encouragement in him. Amen. And so I know something small, but it's something powerful that he's been dealing with me about you know um fighting the good fight running the good race that's not just barely coming to Sundays barely making it to Thursdays that's every day that's right it's every day amen so thank you for allowing me to share with you all
0: let's worship the lord and receive that right now jesus you are enough our hope is in you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Uh, that verse just turns in my spirit. If in this life only we have hope we are of all men most miserable our hope is not here amen i have i have witnessed through the years when i was younger i would the what i thought i was supposed to do was rescue everybody some of you all are rescuers that's a, that's a good attribute, as long as you yield it to the Lord. And um, when I was younger, I thought I had to rescue everybody from everything. And um, what I've come to learn is is in the design in which God, the designer, has made us, we must go through things. We want God to deliver us, change the circumstances, fix this, correct that, stop this, give that. That's I know we may not say it directly that way in our prayer, but if we go back and listen to our prayers, sometimes, and there's times that's the way to pray. But there are. He has a purpose in everything He does or allows. It's a purpose. And so my prayer, when I'm going through something is, should be God help me to be in tune with your purpose in the midst of all of this, let your will and purpose in me through this process be accomplished. I'm talking about sin, not talking about sin. I'm talking about the pressures of life, the circumstances of life. Brother Reuben referenced the beginning of it. It's James that said it. Know this, James said, know this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But he didn't stop there. He said, let patience have her perfect work. Well, we always quote that first part, but we don't like the second part. Because if I'm going to let patience have her perfect work, I have to continue to allow the trying of my faith. What tries your faith? The circumstances of life try your faith. It's these statements. People write books about it. If God loves me, then why? It's a trying of your faith is your faith only do you only have faith when things are going well oh no your faith i promise you your faith is strengthened when you've gone through a trial a test a circumstance of life and you realize man god was there all the time He was faithful. I may not have seen him. I may not have even heard him. But man, when I look back, I recognize the hand of God was ever present, is ever present in my life and in my circumstances. So you say some Some people wrestle because you're wrestling with your faith. It's the trying of your faith. He's trying to produce something in you. He's trying to form something in you. hes He knows the plans he has for you. Brother Ruben referenced that verse. He said, I know the plans I have for you to bring you to an expectant end and into peace. hes He knows what he's doing. But what we want to do is we want to pray our way out of the circumstance. We want to pray our way out of the trial rather than say, God, whatever you got to do, you must understand. And I must understand. Somebody better be listening because I feel the Holy Ghost trying to help somebody today. Here, the hand of God says, Sometimes I've got to put pressure on you because He's the potter and I'm the clay, and you're never going to be formed and shaped without pressure. Ever. Diamonds are formed from pressure, coal has some value. But diamonds have extreme value. What's the difference? Pressure. Pressure. Pressure and time. He knows what he's doing in your life. He hasn't lost control. You know what the challenge is? is when i'm going through the circumstances of life i seek to take control back from him i want to control the circumstances that was me saying remember i said when i was younger i tried to rescue everybody thank god for his patience with me lord was like you're praying for these people to this to happen in their lives, and you want this, and you're praying for this growth and development spiritually in them. But you keep rescuing them every time I take them through something where I want to do that in them. I was like, what? Lord, I'm I'm trying to love people and help them. He's like, you're not helping them. They need to go through it. I know what I'm doing. You got it. I know some of you through the years. Some of you are newer. You're getting inside. Others didn't always have when they were stuck. Through the years. Some of you through the years. I know know how the adversary works. Somebody listen. Here's how the adversary works. You know, I told Elder. And he said, okay, I'll be praying with you. But that's all. Like he didn't do nothing else. I don't even know if he cares. I promise you I care. I promise you there's something... And and you can really you need to know this not just for me, for you too. You can't rescue everyone. You need the wisdom of God and the counsel of God to go, no, God, as much as I want to. And so do I pray, God, give them strength. Don't let them fail in the process. Don't let them fail in the process. Don't let them lose their faith. You understand? Listen, I hear the voice of the Lord Jesus speaking to Peter. Peter, Simon, Simon. Satan has desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. What did he pray? Simon, I prayed that your faith fail not. What is it? It's the trying of your faith, Simon. I know there's going to be some stumbling along the way. Do you think Peter, after he denied the Lord three times, wondered if he could ever find his way back to be used of God? And then Jesus resurrects from the dead, and he's sitting there on the side of the seashore. Peter's out there fishing, going back. He went back to his old life. Jesus, in his mercy, waits, and he recognizes. Peter's ashamed. He jumps off in the water. But watch. They're sitting there around the fire eating, right? Jesus already has fish prepared. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? I think Peter, I know Peter was as human as you and I. I got to imagine that stung a little bit. I don't know how much conversation they'd had beforehand. Clearly, Jesus had showed up at different places where Peter had been before that. Walked through some doors and Peter was there. But at the seashore, he says, Peter, do you love me? Isn't this something how when the Lord comes and questions you, asks you a question, or reaches into your spirit, your human nature, the first thing you do is you go back to a past failure or mistake? We got to move beyond that. We got to move beyond that. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times. Read it at the end of John. He said, then feed my sheep. I have a purpose for you, Peter. If you love me, just be obedient to my purpose for you. He never asked him about denying him. He never went back and said, you know what? Circumstances may cause you to fail. The measure isn't whether I failed or not. The measure is, did I get back up again and continue in the relationship with God? And here's what happens. Then circumstances come again. You go, no, I've learned. My faith was tried and I know I'm not giving in this time. I'm going to endure. I'm going to go through, but I have no doubt. God is with me. God is for me. God is on my side. Does that mean that your mind doesn't hurt your body doesn't hurt emotions aren't wrecked no the Reuben just read it we're perplexed we're distressed we're in despair those are real things those are real things but god so what's the key go back to second corinthians 4. corinthians 4 and verse 6 please for god who commanded the light to shine where did the light shine from he commanded the light to shine out of darkness Concerned about that darkness you're walking through right now? He commanded the light to shine out of darkness, not into, out of. Some of you are getting revelation right now. He commanded the light to shine out of darkness. It has shined in our hearts why to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ so this is the light it gives us knowledge knowing experientially not just i got head knowledge it gives us knowledge light that shines out of darkness shines in our hearts it gives us knowledge illuminates our understanding to know the lord jesus christ to know him next verse but we have this treasure, where's it at? In earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He chose to fill us with His Spirit. That's the treasure. But that Almighty God would take this treasure of His Spirit and put it inside of you and I, these fragile earthen vessels, clay pots. That's plain English, earthen vessels that's what that word literally is earthen pots that the Lord God himself would take his spirit and when he would baptize you and I with the Holy Ghost he would put his spirit inside of I mean you know if I had something really really valuable brother Joel I don't know that I'd go down to my basement and see if I could find a clay pot that was sitting extra somewhere I don't know if I'd go out on the front porch and go oh you know what we got a clay pot out here I'll just use that this is highly valuable to me this is this is my this is everything that I am I'm gonna put it right here in this clay pot anybody any got anybody got all your life... Don't, don't raise your hand anybody got all your life savings sitting in a clay pot somewhere what would you think if you're your workplace your workplace said, oh yeah, your 401k plan is everything you put. We have this big clay pot warehouse and we keep all your 401k in clay pots. I know that's sort of silly, but I'm trying to make a point. We discount how magnificent and wonderful it is that the living God would deposit his spirit, nothing more priceless. He would deposit his spirit in clay pots. That's all we are. We're as fragile as the day is long. You don't think so? Let those trials start coming. We realize how strong we're not, right? Or else we try to project how strong we are. He knows. And so what does he do? He says, well, they're still trying to look tough. I'm going to let this go a little longer. I'm, what is he going to I'm going to break them. Not in a negative way. I'm going to break them and humble them so that they'll know I'm God. And they'll realize that without me, they can do nothing. If you pursue a life with him, And you've ever prayed, God, whatever it takes, your will be done. He will break you. He will humble you. He will allow the circumstances of life. Not because he wants to hurt you. But he wants you dependent on him. Understand, I can't breathe without him. I can't. I can't walk without him. I can't hear without i can't see i, I can't talk I, I, I can't function there's nothing in any part of me i can't think without him without him i can do nothing god forbid that i would get so puffed up in myself to start thinking i'm some kind of clay pot And so what does he do he says circumstances of life will try their faith and i'll shape the vessel but watch 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 here's what when we come to understand aha the excellency and the power is of god it's not of me it's the treasure that's in the vessel it's the treasure that's the excellency of the power of god it's not the vessel and so watch the next verse this is where brother reuben started I wanted you to see this. We are troubled on every side. Who's we? The clay pot. We are troubled on every side. That's the clay pot. Yet not distressed. Who's not distressed? The treasure. We are perplexed, who's perplexed? Clay pot, but not in despair. Who's not in despair? The treasure, are you getting this? Look at the next verse, we're persecuted. That's the clay pot, but not forsaken. That's the treasure. We're cast down, that's the clay pot, but not destroyed. That's the treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of the treasure and not of the clay pot. When the world sees Brother Reuben going through with his son having surgery and his mom battling cancer and his dad having kidney failure, and they say, How is it that you're not distressed? Oh, I'm distressed. But the treasure, I've got a treasure right here. I've got a treasure and your trial and your circumstance and your problems. They teach you to do one of two things. I'll try to do it myself or I'll learn that I can value and trust in the treasure. The treasure, the reason some of you are having such a difficult time. And I say that without knowledge, but simply with what I recognize in the spirit of God right now. The reason some of you are having such a difficult time is you are putting your confidence in the earthen vessel. You're wanting to see an earthen vessel become something it will never be. The excellency and the power of God is the treasure. You and I can't do it without the treasure. And if you're trying to go through all that stuff, like, brother, you're trying to fight the good fight, run the good race, you can't do it without the treasure. You get tired, you get weary, you get frustrated, you get... God's got his hand on you. Just you stand with me this morning? God's got his hand on you. He really does. He has his hand on you. And if you'll allow him to direct your life, he will. If you'll allow him to use those. But here's the thing. You got to be obedient. You got to be obedient. And the trying of your faith will try to keep you from being obedient. And I was doing so good, and then this happened. What is that? It's a trying of your faith. Are you going to go back to what you, you just going to go back to fishing, Peter? I know the pool. Your face been tried, but you're going to say, Job said it. I know when he's tried me, I'm going to come forth as gold. I'm going to come forth as gold. And the circumstances of your life will hide his voice and hide your ability to see. You'll be so clouded by the storm at times. That's life. I don't think it's negative. I think it's a reality. Remember those guys in the boat? They obeyed Jesus. He said, get in the boat and go to the other side. Remember that? And while they were in the midst, that's right in the middle. While they were in the middle, there came a great storm. Anybody ever read that? Isn't that how it works? You decided you're going to obey the Lord, and you head out in obedience, and you get part way there. And, man, then the storm comes. You relate to that, can't you? Then the storm comes. And here's what happens. Man, I don't know what's ahead. I, I, I was obeying the Lord. I know He told me to do this. But I don't know if I'll make it to where He's told me to go. And at least I know where I came from. And the temptation to go back. The temptation to go back will try to rob you of faith to go forward. I would that there would be something rise up in your spirit, the treasure, that would say, I will not go back. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him, Job said. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Come what may, I'll trust him. Come what will, I'll trust him. No matter what happens, I trust you. Don't think for a moment I haven't prayed that prayer many times in my life along the journey of 52 years where I didn't have an answer. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't see a way through or out. And all I could do was say, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. I don't see how, but I trust you. And I wish it would change, but I want your will more than I want comfort. So I trust you. I refuse to throw off the cross that you've said to bear just so that I can have comfort. They're in that boat, right? Storm. Jesus comes walking on the water. They couldn't see him enough to tell who it was. They thought it was a spirit. I sort of imagine they thought it was like the spirit of death or something because they were afraid for their lives. They couldn't tell it was him. Storms will keep you from seeing clearly. So don't trust what you see or don't see and make decisions there. But then Jesus spoke. Peter said, "Hey, if that's you, Jesus. He thought he recognized the voice, but he still couldn't see clearly. He still couldn't see clearly because the storm was still going. You know what's interesting to me about that passage of scripture and that historical account. We don't get any indicator of how long Jesus is walking. Just outside of their view. At some point, they saw him coming. But if they saw him coming, he had started coming before they ever found themselves in the midst of the storm. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody so clearly today. It may be just one or two somebodies, and that's okay. But before you ever ended up where you are, he saw. And he has never been absent. He has never been absent. Jesus, if it's you, bid me come. And Peter stepped out of the boat, his comfort place and stepped onto the waters that were raging. The storm did not stop when he stepped out of the boat. but he determined I'd rather be with Jesus than in some man-made thing that might try to hold up against what I'm facing. I'm opening this altar to you today. I feel like Jesus is bidding some of you saying why don't you come? This isn't the time, if that's you, that he's reaching to. This is not the time to pray in your pew. I feel the Spirit of the Lord bidding some of you come. Step out in faith in the midst of the storm. And let the Spirit of the living God begin to minister to your circumstance. It may not change, but I believe he'll deposit something in your spirit. There's others. Come on, there's others, respond to him.